This show covers various real-life topics that some listeners may find disturbing and or triggering. Please note that these topics are spoken on in order to drive public discourse and are not meant for malicious intent. All opinions are mine and mine only. Your discretion is advised. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy Self-Care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, and congratulations, you made it to yet another week. But of course, as per usual, we got a lot of shit to talk about. Starting off with Derek Jackson finally getting divorced after being caught out with an IG model. I'm going to go off script here and say two things. First of all, finally. And second of all, karma is a bitch. So next story, we got Gunna pushing plea. Allegedly, Gunna has snitched his way out of prison. Was this foul, though? We're going to cover that and more with the main topic of conversation being setting sail to new chapters and how to finally start over. So go ahead and roll one up. Pour up a libation because the show starts now. Wait a minute, you still haven't gone onto the YouTube channel yet? What are you waiting for? Listen, you're gonna go onto YouTube right now. You're gonna type in M-A-I-S-O-N-D-E-R-O-Y, three different words, Maison de Roi. Come join the gang. We got all types of videos out here. Come have some fun. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back. Happy fucking Saturday or Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this. This is your boy Roy, and you are tuned into Back to Center, of course. First of all, as you already know, I like to do my thank yous. I like to get those out the way real early. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, stopping by, deciding to take the time to listen to the smooth, sweet tones of my voice. No, in all all seriousness, thank you guys so much for stopping by week in, week out, listening to these podcasts on the YouTube channel. Speaking of the YouTube channel, I know I already said it during the intro, but if you haven't already, get your ass over to Maison de Wa. I need you to go over to Maison de Wa. When I first started YouTube, I obviously I had zero subscribers, right? But from between like late November to early December of this year, the page has been blowing up. So we are growing. The videos are fire. We're getting 100 views per hour on these videos now. So if you haven't been here yet, if you haven't seen a video yet, make sure you come pull up. In fact, I'll drop a link in the description of this podcast episode that you can click to it and just go ahead and watch a video. If you fuck with it, subscribe, like it, and share it. It don't hurt. Support is absolutely free. And the content that I create, I do want to make it in effort to further human development, you know, in whatever ways I see that fit. So that could be, you know, creating content, helping guys navigate dating and relationships, or it could be creating more esoteric, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Metaphysical examples from the Bible and how we could apply that to our lives. Whatever the case may be, you will find what you're looking for on that page. So again, do yourself a favor. Go on to Maison de Wa. And uh, that's pretty much it. Other than that, guys, today's not going to be a very long episode. Just want to cover a couple of topics very briefly. Um, but I also want to dive deeper into what I was talking about last week. But before we get to that, you know, we're going to cover the pop culture topics first. Let's go ahead and get the easiest one out the way, right? So, Derek Jackson, finally divorced. Now, I don't know if anyone's seen this video of Derek Jackson's uh, wife or girlfriend, like, 
trying to, um, I guess she was praying against people, right? So I'll, I'll break down the story as I'm typing this. So bear with me for one moment. So I should have, realistically, I should have pulled up this video before. But here's the thing. So we got Derek Jackson's wife praying against people um, that, you know, at the time were, were downplaying her marriage or whatever the case may be. Um, and I can't, I can't fucking find this video, which is kind of annoying. Um, but we'll see what happens. I know I'm saying a lot of ums right now. But anyway, Derek Jackson's wife decided to pray against um, people. Oh, I found it. I fucking found it. <laughs> Every person speaking against the name. Let me go ahead and pause it real quick. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, I, bear with me, guys, because today we're, we're trying something new. We're doing a, a process of both video and audio cues. So it's, oh my fucking God, clearly this is not perfect. So again, bear with me. Um, but here we are. If you are watching this right now, you'll see this on YouTube. Um, but if you are listening to the podcast, what you're going to hear is just a short little clip of Derek Jackson's wife essentially praying against people in hopes that they, I don't know. I don't know, man. Some religious people are just so far off into the weeds. It's, it's not even funny. But anyway, let me go ahead and adjust the volume so I don't kill your ears. And uh, here we go. Let your children become fatherless. Let your seed become vagabonds on earth. Let the words of your mouth and your words of your hands be returned back to you. Let it go down your throat, choke you slowly until your days become few on earth. The word of God says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. You've been warned. And if you want to know where that is at in the Bible, go to Psalm 109, go to Psalm 35, go to Psalm 140, go to Psalm 141, and keep our names out of your mouth in the name of Jesus. Have a blessed day. Now, this is hella fucking ironic. <laughs> hella fucking ironic because relationship guru Derek Jackson divorcing wife after allegedly cheating again. Bro, and this is what kills me about religious people. Like, it, it's almost as if, and don't get me wrong, I'm very spiritual, I'm very into my spirit, and I'm, I'm very into, like, you know, again, esoteric, metaphysical examples. But here's my problem. When you try to force bullshit to be something of value, and I know the way I just worded that was completely ridiculous. Like, you're probably thinking to yourself, like, what the fuck does that even mean? But... Hear me out here. Let me flesh this out a little bit more. It's a little early. This is the first time I'm recording at like 5 a.m., so here we go. <laughs> but anyway, when you are so blind to the obvious truth, and I know sometimes we want to be able to work around these things, like sometimes we see obstacles as opportunities, but there are some obstacles in life that inherently cannot be converted into opportunities. And I don't care how much you try to convince me that cheating is a part of a relationship, it's not. It's really not. I'm sorry. It's really, really not. So with all things considered, if you're with a partner that is consistently cheating on you, but here you are defending them and then trying to ridicule people that had an opinion about what is now public, you look like a fucking clown. 
And then on top of that, the icing on the cake is that you're now being divorced. And what's even crazier to me is like, did Derek Jackson file the divorce or did his wife file the divorce? Because if Derek Jackson filed the divorce, that makes her look even stupider. Like, could you imagine sitting here trying to defend this kind of guy? Doing all these prayer chants on YouTube, going viral, looking like a fucking bitter idiot. That's terrible. It's a terrible look. It's bad optics all around. But anyway, Derek Jackson's being called a fraud after allegedly cheating yet again on his long-suffering wife. Honestly, if you ask me, in the real world, well, let me redact that. In today's age, I don't think there are as many victims as we'd like to believe. I'd like to think a lot of people, especially a lot of adults, conscious adults that, you know, have jobs, have cars, responsibilities, whatever the case may be, I'm pretty sure we all willingly make these decisions, no matter how bad they are to our situation or to like, you know, what we need out of life. So to say that she's been long suffering, I'm pretty sure she already knows, especially since they already came out with a video clip talking about this, like what, a year and a half ago. And she had that, like, okay, if you guys are on YouTube, you'll probably see this, this video, uh, this image. I'll just go ahead and blow this up a little bit. Look at this, bro. Like, does this make sense? You know, and when I look at this image, because this is a, a still from the last, I guess you could say, like, coming out video where they wanted to address the most recent news at that time, where Derek had his hand vice gripping his lady. And, you know, obviously the optics of it just looks fucking odd. But clearly, you can see someone who knows and is aware of their situation, right? Derek Jackson's wife is clearly aware that she's being cheated on. And, you know, she's sticking through it because, I don't know, I guess that's what religious wives do. I think that's fucking dumb. I think, listen, my whole thing on relationships is this. Or just, matter of fact, here's my, my mission statement, if I had to make one, for, the, for making this kind of content. And then hopefully this mission statement will con kind of encompass everything that I've already spoken on here, and then previous episodes, and then any other episode going forward. My thing is this. If you want to cheat, cheat. But don't be in a relationship. Like, do it righteously. You know, like... If you're not in a relationship, but you're seeing multiple people, you're no longer cheating. You're doing what you feel free to do, right? And you're not infringing on anyone else's rights, especially if you claim to be in an, in an exclusive relationship. We're missing the, the real objective that we're missing here isn't necessarily trying to bring relationships back or trying to alter them to fit this like weird ass picture of what we think relationships are. They're changing. Whether we want them to or not, relationships are changing. 18% of U.S. households in America are married. And because of that, as you can clearly see, the way we're going in the future is going to be, it's going to look a lot different. Sometimes I like to think that our parents didn't necessarily raise us for the world we have now. They raised us for the world that they had. Um, but now it's going to take a whole new strategy and a whole entirely different perspective as to how we're going to be able to move forward cohesively. With all that being said, I do want to say, I don't care whether marriages come back. I don't care whether people decide they want to be in exclusive relationships again. I don't care if people want to be whores. I love whores. I really do. 
my whole thing is whatever you do, do it with righteousness. And what that means to me is doing it with integrity. And what that means to me is not the super uh, moralistic standpoint of like, oh, I'm going to do the right thing every time. No, I think it's more so of I'm going to be honest and transparent with people, regardless of how that affects our relationship, regardless of how people view me after being that transparent. That is just the way I'm going to live my life. Because when you live a life of transparency, you didn't get caught up in bullshit like this, you know? Like, Derek Jackson's whole fucking brand is consistently tanking time after time. I don't even think he cares at this point. I'm not sure if he's even monetized anymore. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. There's always going to be someone to sell something to. That's just the reality of life. Um, but what he was, like, the former version of himself is obviously no longer that. So, case in point, I, I say all of that to say, listen... If you just want to fuck, just go out there and fuck. Don't be in a relationship. Like, what do you? what is the point of being in the relationship? Honestly, extract the sex portion of it. Like, someone to talk to, someone to hang out with. Bro, you could do that with, like, anyone. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. But you could really do that with anyone. You want to hang out and chill with somebody? You could do that. You know? Um, same, same goes for, for intercourse. And, again, pause. But... You don't need to be in an exclusive relationship to have sex, to have companionship, to, you know, have conversations with people. You just need to be willing to talk to people and, you know, be, I guess, friends to some degree. Or, I don't know, or connect. Whatever the fuck you guys do. My system works for me. Whatever works for you works for you. <laughs> Moving on. We've got motherfucking gonna push and plea. This is some sad shit to see. If you ask me, man, I got the bars today. I got the motherfucking bars today. All right, let me go ahead and fucking play this video of my boy Gunna. <laughs> Yo, Gunna. Oh, man. What kills me is that every time I listen to these guys' lyrics, like, they sound so hard. Like, you would think these guys are real gangsters, but they're not. Yes, ma'am. And again, and you have personal knowledge that members or associates of YSL have committed crimes in furtherance of the game. Yes, ma'am. You were present when law enforcement officers stopped a vehicle in which you were present along with Jabari Williams, wherein hydrocodone, methamphetamines, and a firearm were recovered. These items did not belong to you. Yes, ma'am. Son, he left him out to dry. He, Jeffrey, he left him out to dry. Damn, my boy. And do you acknowledge the following statement? I recognize, accept, and deeply regret that my talent and music indirectly furthered YSL the game. Please state after each statement whether or not you agree or acknowledge. Alright, man, so let's talk about it. Let us talk about it and deliberate. So, Gunna, my boy Gunna, here's the thing, man. Everyone's gangsta till you end up in jail. Everyone is gangsta until you end up in jail. And what kills me is that the rap or hip-hop industry, however you want to word it, is inundated with people just like this. 
They talk about all doing all this hard shit in the streets, shooting all these people, selling all these drugs. But then when you go to jail, all of a sudden it's a completely different story. And I like Gunna's music. I like Gunna's music a lot. But he's not pushing P. He's pushing plea. And listen, I'm a civilian. So if you ask me, I think he's in his right to say what he needs to say to get out of jail. But again, if you're going to do all of that in regards to have this image, make this kind of music, act all hard and shit out in the streets, bro, when you go to jail, you got to take that L. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing out here snitching on everybody? You look goofy. You look super goofy. Shout out to Takashi for starting this trend. Um, I think the only solution here is, listen, if you can't do the crime, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime, but also don't rap about it. Because now once you come out, especially after a video like this leaks, people are going to look at you like, I thought you was, I thought you was gangster. I thought you was hard, cuz. Do people say that anymore? I thought you was hard, cuz. That's some like LA shit. Shout out Nipsey Hustle, man. Anyway, yeah. Everyone is a. Uh, everyone's a. Uh, <laughs> look at this fucking comment here. I don't want to put people's. Uh, I don't want to put people's names on blast. But <laughs> look at this shit. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Gonna as soon as he snitched. And it's true. It's very true. Like, yo. You can't be out here making this kind of music. Talking about you're all hard and shit. And then, you know, you go to jail and then now you, all of a sudden you're fucking snitching on people. Come on, you, you're, blowing, you're blowing the lid on the whole entire organization. Like, come on, bro. What are you doing? Get your life. I hope when he comes out of jail, he's making like, I don't know. Maybe he'll start making like R&B or some shit. I have no idea. Um, but when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about something entirely different. Very interesting topic. It's going to be picking up off from last week. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, make sure you go ahead and listen to it. Um, but picking up from last week's episode, setting sail to new chapters. And how are we going to pull this off? We're going to talk about that and the strategies to do it once we come back from the break. This is your boy Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast. Oh, the can, can do miracles Just you wait 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, Serge Roy. And of course, you are tuned into Back to Center Podcast. And that song was called Sailing by, I, I want to say, Christopher, Christopher, Christopher Cross. Wow. I really had to dig deep for that name. Holy shit. But anyway, Christopher Cross came up with one of the, one of my favorite songs from the, uh, from the 70s, to be quite honest. Um, and it's called Sailing. And I chose that song for a pretty specific reason. Um, reason being because the way I see starting a new chapter in life is like setting sail, right? If, if that makes any sense to you. And the way I want to bring that forward is I want to use an example of a ship going from one dock to another. And although they have an idea as to what they might encounter on the way, truthfully, during that interim, they really don't know, right? Like there's no definitive answer as to what could happen. And much like sailing, our lives are exactly like that. We're constantly going from one dock to another, whether we understand that concept or not. We're constantly moving forward. The choices we make, the way we react to things, and how we decide to move forward ultimately determines our next destination, right? But what if we took the time to actually sit down and think about what we want? Now, we necessarily, we may not necessarily, excuse me, be able to craft out exactly every single step that needs to take place in order to get to that next step. But we can start with the end in mind. And if anything, starting with the end in mind is going to help you reverse engineer all of the steps in the interim between 
that end and where you are at this moment right now. So, as you know, I do nothing off the whim, except for last week's episode. That was really off the cuff. But I do have some things that I did write down in preparation for the second half of this podcast episode, and I'd like to share it with you. Starting off with the main observation. And the main observation is... Most people live lives of quiet desperation. I got that quote from Joe Rogan, and I think when he said that quote, I felt it like it reverberated through my entire body. And it's very true. Most people do live lives of quiet desperation. And what does that mean? Quiet desperation essentially would mean you put on a smile for everybody, you act like you're happy, but deep down inside, you A, know that you're not living the life that you want to live, and B, obviously long for a entirely new reality and the issue is this we can long and desire for new realities all we want and a lot of people like to use the law of attraction to visualize and think but let's just get one thing clear without actual action going in the direction of the thing you desire you will never get it I don't care. Listen, I don't care how hard you meditate. I don't care how hard you meditate. So long as you're not putting in the action towards the goals that you want, it's not going to happen. God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, doesn't just drop you blessings. It really doesn't. Usually it's in the middle of you starting a process, you in the middle of working hard or overcoming an obstacle, and then boom, you get this opportunity, right? So whether that be due to familial obligations, excuse me, I just went over a, a sentence my bad guys so whereas we long for a new life but are fearful for going for it whether that be due to familial obligations work duties or simply lacking the confidence necessary to have faith to move forward now again just like i said before if you lack the confidence necessary to have the faith to move forward you will stay at that previous dock or Let's say you do have a gust of confidence and courage to start it, but then along the way, you decide to stagnate, then yes, by all means, your boat will drift ashore or drift along in the ocean. And wherever you end up in that next chapter of your life is entirely not up to you because you haven't put in the time to steer your boat in the right direction of what you want. So regardless of what it may be, it can be changed, right? but not through brute force. Because to change anything externally without changing the interior is a fallacy and works in vain. So basically what that means is to attempt to try and change your circumstances from the external perspective before you do any sort of interior work will be in complete vain because you will end up right back to where you started. And that makes absolutely a whole lot of sense because Obviously, if you're trying to change, let's, for example, let's, let's say you're trying to change your diet, right? You're trying to change your diet. And instead of changing the behaviors or the things that trigger you to eat sugary foods, you decide you're just going to force yourself to eat healthy foods for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever the case may be. The only problem with that, with that, excuse me, is because you haven't made the conscious effort to change your paradigm in regards to how you see food, how food, how you react to food, and how food makes you feel, you're going to rebound and end up right back to where you were because you never took account of those emotions. Your emotions, although we don't like to rely on them, your emotions are often a lot stronger than your logic. But we can change that through practice, 
and brute will. So long as we are aware and have an understanding that our thoughts do proceed our actions, therefore everything that we do or happens to us in life is essentially our fault, we start taking a lot more accountability with a lot of the things that we do. And as a side note, just for dating and relationship purposes, this is one of the bigger reasons as the guys nowadays are always like, yo, these chicks don't want to take accountability, these chicks don't want to take accountability, because it is through taking accountability that you do have to hold yourself to this regard and understand that your decisions do carry some weight. A lot of people just like to walk through life blind, unconscious, just like zombies. That is the one-way ticket to a really bad life. Like a life not pondered upon is not a life worth living because you're actually not living that life. Life is happening to you, not through you. And you're just like an NPC. And you see this in society. You see a lot of NPCs and NPC type of humans. And this isn't me trying to be disrespectful or, or judge anyone or feel like I'm higher than thou. But the ultimate reality is this. If you were to die today, the world wouldn't exist. And I, I know that sounds like a, it's like a, huh? Like, what are you talking about? Without you, the world doesn't exist. The only way you know about the world is through your experience. However, because you were indoctrined or in, in yeah, indoctrined or incul inculcated with all these other doctrines and theories and stories, you started believing a story that other people told you before you could even create your own. That's one of the one of the best questions I've ever heard this week was uh, who were you before they told you who you were? Interesting shit. Very, very interesting shit. But to go ahead and finish off this uh, observation quip in the most esoteric way I can put this to not correct previous wrongs is to commit new ones. And before we go forward. We have to reconcile the past, observe the present, and craft the future. I said this in last week's episode, it still holds true in this one. This time we're just gonna get a little more granular with it. So recount the story you tell yourself. More than likely, your backstory is largely inaccurate. And the truth is this, your brain isn't going to remember, and obviously there are some cases that there are people that do remember everything, but you're not going to remember every single thing that has happened in your life. So odds are the story you keep telling yourself as to who you are, what's happened to you, this, that, and the third, it might actually be semi-inaccurate. So therefore, how much can you really trust this story? So the story that you constantly tell yourself that you can't do this or can't do that is largely bullshit. And I say this because it's much easier for us to recount our weakest moments because that is what we were conditioned to do. Growing up, we were always, and again, this isn't everybody, but for the most part, a lot of people were conditioned to feel shame, guilt, and essentially hide who they really were because their family had these kind of standards or, you know, their their siblings had these kind of, you know, moods or whatever the case may be. If you ever found yourself in a position of where you had to hide who you truly were around the people that you're around a lot, then yeah, at some point, it's going to be a lot harder for you to recover who you were before all of that happened. And for people that go through tra uh, traumatic events, this happens all the time, because once a traumatic event happens to that identity, we now have to reframe that identity in one of two ways. We either take the long route, feel all the emotions and all the feelings as that present human, or 
we alter our identity. And we do this all the time without actually realizing. It's just me calling it out. But anywho, more specifically, it's the shame that we have inherited at birth that keeps us at bay from becoming our truest selves. This can be seen in talented musicians that eventually quit at the very last moment or never make it due to distractions like women, sex, etc. To give your vices power over you means you've been completely disconnected from the real you. And that vice comes in many forms, even in the things we tell ourselves. Some of us are addicted to being a victim. That is a fact. You can't even argue with me on that. That is a fact. Some people love that shit. You ever have a conversation with someone who loves to be a victim? You start talking to them and they're like, yeah, well, my day's going okay. This, that, this and that happened and this happened and then my car, my car died, then my cat got hit by a car. And, you know, all just all this shit. And l- listen, I get it. Sometimes you go through things. Sometimes you go through things. But to make that your identity, or even worse, to go through self-inflicted actions, events, and still try to blame people for that, or act like a victim is absolutely heinous. That shit is crazy. But that's the reality of some people. And so long as you stay there in that whole form, in that victim mindset, you will never grow. That idea you have of yourself being that great person, you can never be them because you rather be the weak version of them as opposed to the stronger version of them. But now moving on, your strategy, uh, excuse me, strategy two, your present is really all you have. Now, you can envision a better future for yourself without knowing the means, the in-betweens, right? And this is what faith is. Knowing, not knowing what's going to happen in between that little bit of uncertainty, but being okay with it because you're sticking to the vision, this is when you start acting as if. And now the wheels start churning. This is the acting as if moment. Like people always talk about manifestation and being like, oh, just sit there and you know, it will come. No, you need to think about the end in mind and have faith as you start to work and discover the journey that will get you to that end. So your present is really all you are. You can envision a better future for yourself without knowing the means, but you must have a good idea of where you are in your present. Thinking of your future constantly will not help you. Neither berating yourself for the decisions you've made in the past. This is something that I suffer with. And I'm constantly, constantly working on this shit. The idea of being present is a real challenge for a lot of people. Because we're always going back to the quiet desperation. We're always in one of two modes. Constantly thinking about the past or overly anxious about the future. But the reality is, if we don't take the present moment to craft and continuously build towards that future, we'll be stuck in the past because the past would be nothing more than you having the inability to move forward. So now imagine being stuck in your previous actions and then thinking about all the previous inactions that you've taken while struggling to move forward as time continues to move forward. That is hell. That is hell, my friend. I don't care what anyone says, the concept of hell always escaped me because it's like, okay, if I were to die and end up in hell in the afterlife, how am I going to feel anything if realistically sensation is all due to my nerves, right? 
But now when I think about what hell could actually be in terms of real life, it could be exactly that. Not being able to see yourself come to fruition, become that person you want to be and you're stuck in the past, constantly thinking about what could have been, what should have been. That was my brother. My brother Jerry was always like that, always stuck in the past. He always talked about his high school football days. Like, bro, I get it. You love football, but damn, man, you got to get over that shit. Like, yo, I love making music. And sometimes I think, yo, maybe I could just drop another album. But I would have I have to admit to myself that the likelihood of me blowing up in the regards that I wanted to when I was when I was younger is probably not going to happen. And that's not a bad thing. I just have different interests now. You know, I love making music still. I will always continuously make music. My music still charts on indie charts. But to say that I want to be like purely a musician? No, not anymore anyway. I don't mind. I don't mind making music just for shits and giggles. If anything, as a total side note, I think that's even cooler. Like, yo, I'm in the music industry. I don't really make that much music, but when I drop shit, people listen and it's fire. Come on, I'd rather be that guy any day than like this only seen as an artist. And in addition to that, no one's really worried about what you should, what other people think of you. You shouldn't be worried about it, but you understand where I'm going with this without going too far into the weeds. So rereading this again, just gonna give it to you one more time. You can envision a better future for yourself without knowing the means. Once again, this is what faith is, but you must have a good idea of where you are in your present. Thinking of your future constantly won't help you. Neither berating yourself for the decisions you've made in the past. Let it all go. Understand where you are, what you have in the now, and move forward with the end in mind. That's all you got, man. All you got is your balls and your word. And if you're a girl, all you got is a clit in your word. <laughs> no, seriously, it, I'm not saying that like it's a state of destitution, like you have nothing. No, on on sous le contraire, mon frère, you have everything that you've ever needed in you. You just have to stop being a bitch about it and bring it out. You have the skills. You can become that person you want to be. Here's the reality of it. You wouldn't have the visions of becoming that person if you couldn't be that person. Think about all the dreams and all the possibilities in the world and you have such a specific one. You don't think in the back of your mind your brain has subconsciously, subconsciously excuse me, made the connection that Shit, we could probably be that. You don't think that? Like, you think you just have these desires? Now, if you're constantly on Instagram or like all these socials and shit, then yeah, you're probably being force-fed someone else's dream and then here you are being depressed. But the reality of it is, you haven't sat down with yourself to understand who you really are, so you can't come up with an actual dream to follow and that's why you're sad. That's the facts. You're following everyone else. You want to be like everyone else. You want to be cool. Listen, cool people don't win like that. I know you think they do. They don't win like that. No. I'm telling you. So if you're young, if you're between like, I don't know, like 18 or 23, don't worry about being cool. Focus on living with true intention. Who do you want to be at the end of it? Not what do you want other people to perceive you as. If you're living in that fashion, man, you are living so wrong. God, it, 
what's even crazier is that you don't realize you're a slave because to live for someone else's expectations and perspective is to literally take yourself out of being the main the main person of your own story how you the main actor and you ain't got the lines that's crazy and you're willingly giving that shit up nah fam nah fam understand where you are what you have in the now and move forward with it with the end in mind and stay committed to it stay committed to it because the means come eventually whenever you're going through change the midst of it will always be unknown no matter how well drawn up your plan is there will be moments of quote-unquote event stillness where it seems like your life has almost plateaued in a sense but don't be afraid of that feeling don't be afraid of venturing into the unknown stay faithful to the image you have in your mind and that could be anything i'm not here to tell you what you do for uh <laughs> i just fucked that all up <laughs> i have to laugh at myself for a minute sometimes when i get like super passionate about a topic i i uh, stumble over my words but i'm not here to tell you what to dream you dream whatever the fuck you want to dream you want to dream and be an only fans model shit go ahead shorty do your thing what i'm saying is if you are not that OnlyFans model yet that's making all that money, then you need to continuously act like you are regardless of what your bank account tells you, regardless of what your five senses tell you to believe. So long as you have that vision in mind, you keep going, you keep working, you keep building, keep learning, keep adding to it. It's not going to happen in one day, but at some point, and I'm gonna say this in the most brute way possible, the shit turns to sugar at some point. I mean, come on. It don't rain forever. It don't rain forever. Let me say that one more time. It don't rain forever. It doesn't matter how long the storm is. It will pass. The shit turns to sugar at some point. And ultimately, here's the solution. All right. I'm going to get off my, my pulpit in a couple of minutes. But here's what I want to share with you. The journey to a new you will be daunting. And oftentimes, your past will come back to call your bluff in more ways than one. You will be tested from within and without. And although you will have no aid on this proverbial journey, if you can master your thoughts and guide them, your own self can save you and bring about your desires. For you are, I am. Now, with that being said, you're probably wondering, who is I am? I am that you say that I am. And we're going to cover that next week in next week's episode. Thank you so much for stopping by. I really hope you were able to receive today's message. But more importantly, I really hope that you start living a life with more intent. You know, the average lifespan is only 70 years old. Shit, if you listen to this and you're like 35, bruh. <laughs> we're already almost on our way out like i'm turning 30 2023 that means i have like 40 years left i know that sounds like a lot but it's really not and now if you think about that mix in the fact that you're working a nine to five sometimes a nine to nine how much life do you really have i want to live i want to live and we're going to talk about that and more next week once again thank you so much for stopping by this was your boy roy don't forget to go into the youtube channel it is maison de roi come hang out pull up a chair come chill 
I'll see you next week. Be safe, be blessed, be great. I love you.